Hello and welcome back to Story Boys. Welcome back to Story Boys, everyone. My name is Max. And my name is Skylar. And this is Story Boys. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, this is a show where we tell each other stories that are completely improvised right off the top of the noggin. And then we spend some time digging in there and finding the deep hidden truths behind any story. Let's get creative. Okay, here's my story. The title of today's story is called The Bus Stop. We start our story in the middle of a sweltering hot day at a bus stop on the outskirts of a metropolitan area. At this bus stop, there are two figures we see on opposite ends figure on the sort of left side is a well-dressed businessman. He's wearing a brown suit and a checkered tie. He's got a briefcase with him that looks to be a very nice brown leather, and he's got matching brown leather shoes on uh, that matches both his suit and the suitcase. He's standing there with a suitcase in his right hand. With his left hand, he's holding his phone and sort of scrolling through it just looking down on his phone. On the opposite side of the bus stop is an older woman. She is hunched over with age. Um, She's got a walking stick, a cane, some might call it with her. Uh, She's wearing a floral dress uh, and she's actually got a cardigan pulled up over top of that despite the fact that it's a really, really hot day. She doesn't have her phone out. She has a uh, sort of medium to larger size purse with her, but she's not distracted in any way. She's just sort of looking around, people watching at this bus stop. A couple minutes pass silently and without any kind of disturbance when starting soft and then increasing in volume, you hear a and that's the sound of a teenager riding up on a skateboard. Uh, he pulls up to the bus stop at great speed and jumps off his skateboard. He nearly topples over the old woman, and his momentum keeps him going until he actually does bump into the businessman on the far side of the bus stop. The man doesn't see this coming at all. He's completely distracted, and and even the sound was cued out from him, so he's caught completely off balance. He actually falls to the ground, sort of backwards, just barely able to catch himself, and the teenager puts out a hand and says, oh my god, I'm, I'm so sorry. I wasn't I wasn't looking. I didn't mean to knock you over. I'm so sorry. Uh, Let me help you up. Businessman says, that's okay. It's okay. He's sort of embarrassed that he (laughs) fell over. You know, he doesn't want to cause an incident. He's just sort of trying to mind his own business. So he he actually doesn't take the teenager's hand. He's too embarrassed. And he just sort of gets up. He dusts himself off. Teenager is obviously very embarrassed. He sort of finds his way to the middle of the bus stop where there's a bench, takes a seat, puts his uh, skateboard, stands it up on its end, sort of holds it between his legs, puts in uh, some earbuds, and just tries to tune out. You can hear his music pretty loudly, actually, even uh, outside of the earbuds. After this little interaction, some more time passes, and you can hear from the alleyway on sort of coming off from the left side of the bus stop, the sound of two people walking. You hear the click of sort of high heels on concrete as they approach echoing off the nearby buildings. And in come 
two young women. They're dressed pretty well. They're wearing sundresses, reflective of, of the hot weather that it is. They're sort of chatting with each other. They sort of <clears throat> survey the scene. They see the, the people at the bus stop. They silently make their way past the businessman and sort of stand between the old woman and the boy. More time passes. They've been waiting on this bus. Five minutes go by. Everybody's doing their own thing. Seven minutes go by. Still no bus. Now the, the two women and the boy and the, the businessman are checking their phones. They're sort of updating the apps to see if the bus is delayed or what's going on. They're not seemingly getting any news. 10 minutes go by. 15 minutes go by. Finally, the businessman says, this is ridiculous. I mean, this bus has been late before, but never like this. Does, does anybody know what's going on? Is there an accident downtown? Does anybody know? <laughs> One of the women turns around and she goes, no, we didn't hear anything. We were just talking to our friend. She came from downtown. We met her for lunch and, and she didn't say anything was, was going on. Nothing unusual for this time of day anyway. Teenager doesn't say anything. He's still sort of got his earbuds in. 20 minutes go by. Still no bus. And in fact... What was once sort of a bustling area, even though it's on the outskirts of town, seemingly less and less people were showing up until it's just these five people at the bus stop. And they haven't seen anybody they realize in a little while. They are all sort of exchanging more and more nervous glances until you get to minute 30. And finally, the teenager stands up and he says, uh, that's it. I I've been waiting long enough. I could have been home by now. I'm just... Ugh. I gotta go. And he gets up and he sort of does a little jog out, gets onto his skateboard, jumps on, and starts to make a hasty retreat when he all of a sudden makes an involuntary stop. He actually gets knocked off of his skateboard. And to the observers at the bus stop, it looks like he's hit a surface or a wall, even though they didn't see anything. It's, it's completely invisible, but he's clearly bounced off of something. The teenager gets up and he's confused and disoriented and he's like what did anybody see that and they were like yeah it looks like he hit the wall and uh the businessman goes well i'll, I'll try the other way and he runs to the other side of the bus stop Aww. with his hand out and sure enough comes into contact with with something solid but completely unseen one of the the women goes this is freaking me out i gotta get i'm sorry i gotta get out of here and uh runs into the alley that they came from behind the bus stop and from inside the alley you hear a shout let me in, let me Aww. through. And uh, <laughs> and she's run into Wall as well. The only person who seems to be taking this in stride is this, this older uh, woman who, to this point, she hasn't really engaged with anybody. She hasn't spoken with anybody and doesn't really look that concerned. The folks that are still around are, are trying to call with their cell phones. They realize that they've got no service and the sun is beginning to set and they're not sure what's going on an hour passes in the time they've exhausted all of their resources trying to get in contact with anybody they've gone to the edge of this invisible barrier and and sort of squinted and put their eyes up to it to see any sign of any other person and to no avail they haven't seen a single person since they've all entered this space until suddenly breaking the silence a loud horn seemingly from nowhere a bus appears it's a little bit older looking than the normal buses that come by. It's bright red and it just says downtown on top. And it pulls up at speed and comes to stop with a screeching halt. 
and the doors open. They look inside and it looks like the doors have opened on their own and everybody's a little bit trepidatious. They don't know what to make of this. And suddenly, while they're all sort of standing around trying to figure out what to do, they hear the slow plodding steps of the old woman and she's slowly making her way forward through the group of people. She gets to the first step of the bus. She turns around and looks at the crowd behind her. She says, first time, huh? And gets on the bus. <laughs> All right, I've finished my story for you. What did you think of my tale? Story finished. I really liked your story. I always like all of your stories. They're really cute. They're always in a metropolitan area. <laughs> <laughs> I love the cast. The cast is very diverse. And I've learned a lesson from each of your castmates that you've selected. And let's dive deeper. The first thing is, have you ever knocked into somebody an old person with a skateboard or a bike. I'm just curious. (laughs) Have we ever knocked into somebody with a skateboard or a bike? An old person? No. An old person? No. I have. What I'm trying to say is I've done that before when I was little. I rode a bicycle into an old person (laughs) and he was holding me and there were old people around him saying, oh dear, oh my. And he was, I can remember, he was still pushing me off of him. And eventually I was able to just kind of bike away. I was really little. That happened to me once. Very traumatic very embarrassing i have to imagine yeah and i noticed that the skateboarder didn't really say much besides are you okay and he kind of just started listening to his music but what is he supposed to do what do you think did he do the right thing what what do you do in that situation when you've just created such a mess i don't i don't know what the right thing to do is i know what what i would do which is i'm gonna just pretend like I'm not here to avoid the horrible embarrassment that I feel for this thing Uh, that I've just done. Apologize profusely and just kind of try to forget it as much as possible. I wouldn't be able to sit down next to him. I'd be so embarrassed. If you get skateboarded into, you probably don't want to talk to that person for a long time. They, They can apologize. They cannot apologize. Either way, I mean, I've been in that situation of the skateboarder and I just can't imagine what it must feel like to be the businessman sitting down, getting run over by a skateboarder. I don't know what I would do. What would you do in that situation? Say, young man, settle down. (laughs) Young man. (laughs) There's no need to, Never mind. Being a teacher, I think has changed this answer for me because now (laughs) it's not a teenager that's running into me. It's what could have been one of my students. And if one of my students ran into me on a skateboard, I think they would probably get a stern talking to. My go-to if a student is doing something and I don't want them to do it. It's a teachable moment. Is Yeah, it's like a little bit of a teachable moment. You look at them and you go, what were you thinking? What were you thinking Can I help you? Are you kidding me? What were you thinking? Were you thinking? Do you have a brain? I would never do that to a kid. Well, you're adding things that I wouldn't say. (laughs) I wouldn't ask if I have a brain. That, that was a really important moment for me in your story, and there's a reason for that. Well, what, what can you learn from this interaction? Well, so importantly, in the story, the, like the businessman is not, he's not on some sort of pedestal. That guy wasn't paying attention a lick, right? He could have been hit by a train. He You're wouldn't right. have seen it coming. Like if he would have had that reaction that I just said, where he's sort of uh, chiding the young man, I don't think that he's in a great place to do that because this this dude was paying even less attention than the skateboarder was. Yeah, he. I love the way that you said he could have been hit by a train because later in the story, he kind of is hit by a train in that 
he discovers he's stuck in an invisible box. And I think the boy kind of channels his reaction when he bumps into the wall. He kind of freaks out, but then they're both, they're all hit by a train and they realize they're stuck in a box. A metaphorical train. Yeah, I mean, how would you react if you were trapped in a box that you couldn't see? I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine. <laughs> you would, that's like immediately through the stages of grief where you, it's, you're in denial right away. Yeah, I noticed that all the characters had very little interaction especially the grand mosh doesn't really talk to them until the very end but everyone's on their phone and they don't have names and they're wearing things but we don't really know much about their appearance because they're not even looking at each other they're just kind of looking at their phones and not interacting with each other yeah definitely very parallel with our own universe if you ask me, what do you think about that thing that you added? I mean, absolutely. It's not commentary on society. It's just the way things are. And I'm this way. If I'm in an airport, if I'm waiting for a bus or a train, I'm not talking to people. I'm not. I've got headphones in. Not to say that if someone tried to talk to me, I would ignore them. But I'm not going to start a conversation with a stranger in a public place. That's a horror story. Well, yesterday we went to a museum <laughs> and... We were kind of throwing a lot of really weird comments to each other about all the pictures, and we kind of had our own little argument about these two artists, and then this lovely woman went up to us and said, hi, I'm an art history nerd, and I work here, and I educate people. Can I just talk to you about art? And it was the best thing that ever happened to us. Well, okay, the difference in that one is that she, she like, worked there, and it was kind of her job, and it was professional. If that situation were almost what? identical, except somebody came up to us, and they were like, Hey, I'm a big fan of art. You mind if I talk to you about? And then it's like, no. I, I would don't, still say yes. What you to tell, I'll say yes because I I think that it would be an interesting story of somebody, even if they were crazy and wrong. I think that's a fun story to tell. It's a beautiful narrative to be interrupted by someone and to learn something new about them or whatever they're interested in. I think there's a time and a place. I think maybe going to a museum is either very inviting for that type of experience or very not inviting. Can't go to every individual person and be like, you want to learn more about Monet? Because they, they, they could just like say no. And that's a very reasonable thing to say in a quiet type of relaxing environment. Who would you, who would you have a conversation with at this bus stop? The gentleman, the boy, the two women, or grandma? <laughs> I think in my experience, a, a little old lady is most likely to just talk to me out of the blue. Yeah. But that's that's without me instigating. If I were to start a conversation, I would probably start a conversation with the two people that are already being social, right? Because at least at that point, yeah. if someone's on their phone or if someone's got headphones in, there's not a great way to start a conversation. So if it's like the two women that are already talking, eavesdrop until you hear like, one of them says Matisse, and you're like, oh, I just went to a museum. And you can talk about Matisse. You can just talk about Matisse to these women. Yeah, yeah, good one. I don't know who I would talk to. I guess you're right. I guess I wouldn't talk to any of these people. I would probably talk to you loud enough that someone else would join in on the conversation. That happens a lot. We have a situation yeah. where we will get into a debate that feels very normal to us because it's all the conversations we have are exactly like this conversation that we're having right now. <laughs> but to have them in public, I think, is exciting to some people. And it does make them want to just kind of jump in and, and get in on that conversation. I think we beg 
other people to join in our conversations and we like to speak up a little bit louder so people can realize how weird we are. This story inspires me to have more interaction with strangers. I think that's something that we can all do a little bit more of. It's I can argue that it's nice to have some quiet time, but I would probably gain more from talking to the old woman, the poor old woman who's on the left side. Some of my favorite experiences, if I travel, particularly if I travel alone, uh, I'm excited to do things like take like ride shares because you find the coolest people that drive like Ubers and Lyfts and stuff. And that's like my, my highlight of every trip is like oh, what yeah. that roulette wheel of finding a cool person in a ride share and talking to them is like, can you hear my, my cat playing with a toy in the background? Is that loud? I like it. I, it won't bother me. <laughs> it won't bother me when I'm listening back. Okay. Yeah. So do you usually take the front seat of the Uber to talk no. to the driver? No. I always do. No. I always do. No way. No way. So, okay. So you've painted this picture yes. of little interaction is what I've written, but it, it didn't bother me. It, it, again, it felt like we were in the United States of America, but then we have the situation where everyone's panicking because they realize everyone's slowly going away and they're being blocked in by an invisible box. For me, it, it doesn't matter where the box came from, but it does matter what it has done to the people. And what it's done is it's absolutely freaking them out and it creates a lot of fear and they get really nervous. But what's really triumphant about this is that old lady says, first time, huh? And it's like she's experienced all of this trauma before and she just knows that she can, she's going to get on the bus really soon. I'm curious, is that the same type of mood that you're feeling? I think that this event is not over. Right. I, I think that the ending is certainly ambiguous, but <laughs> this is the beginning of a, a long story. <laughs> like many stories that I've told on this podcast, it's the beginning of a larger narrative. But like I can see it's, that uh, or, or it, it could be not. It could be or it could be not. And there's a good amount of unexplained, unexplored. The old woman character is never given enough to concretely say what her deal is. Is she somehow related to these events? Yes. I wouldn't be surprised if she was kind of involved in the whole setup of the box and in control of the bus. In fact, I was thinking that you were painting this picture of this bus picking them up and bringing them to purgatory of some sort. It felt like a bus stop to purgatory. For sure, right? Like the bus, it says downtown. And we've talked about downtown already but downtown could mean a lot of things right it could mean literal downtown or you know the other place so grandma's been in a situation like this exactly like this well we don't know right she says first time huh so this is something that's maybe recursive this is something that whatever involvement that she has in it this is something she's been around the block she is the experienced <laughs> one of this group this is a groundhog Groundhog's Day situation for her. She keeps waking up at the bus stop and seeing the boy skateboard into the businessman. And this just happens all the time. So this could be a recurring situation. Is that where we're going with this? Could definitely be a recursive time loop. Maybe they get on the bus, the bus leaves, and the second the bus leaves, then a man in a suit and an old woman walk up to a bus station. Oh, that's beautiful. And maybe she has some sort of selective memory where she's she can remember all of it, but everybody else does not remember it at all. I love time travel. I think this could be a time travel 
situation. She knows too much. She's too calm, cool, and collected. When she started her journey, she was, oh, Max. She was the young, wait, never mind. She was the young boy. I know what you're doing. Skateboard. She's the young boy. She's the young boy on the skateboard. And then she's gone through it enough times that she's been all of the characters. Became an old, she became a young woman. And she was one young woman long enough (laughs) that she did the other young woman part. Yes. And then, and then she became a businessman. Put on a suit and became a businessman enough times that she was able to. Then she graduated and and became the all knowing, insightful old woman, goddess. I can see, I can see all of these characters being the same character, which explains how the businessman is a little bit more gentle with the young boy because he's like, well, I wasn't paying attention at the time. They're all the same person. It's all the same soul. Like, isn't that what, uh, like, incarnation is? Isn't that what they say? It's like one, everybody's like the same incarnation? soul, but wow. going through different times of, of the, you know, the cycle. I totally believe in that. That would make life so beautiful. Everyone is just the same being and just flew through different bodies and perspectives. Wow. I think this is a really good story to argue for you said it was incarnation Mm. the idea of people having the same soul i think this is a really good story to affirm that belief it's like a preamble of this story would be a young a young man found an old wise man on a mountain and asked him old man what is reincarnation and reincarnation or it's reincarnation Oh, before you said incarnation, and I thought that was a whole new topic, a whole new philosophy. I think you should just call it incarnation. (laughs) What incarnation? Yeah, that would make a lot of sense. And if the story stopped there, I would definitely fight for this incarnation that you've uh, proposed because it would make people inspire others. As this grandma has been through all this situation before, she's been through this trauma she says, it's going to be okay. She said, first time, huh? That makes me feel at ease. Yeah. She's, she's been through it. She's been to downtown and back, and she's lived to tell the tale. Who do you think might play these characters if it were made into a film? <laughs> uh, Leonardo DiCaprio as the little boy. <laughs> That's not who I thought you were going to cast Leo as, to be honest. And Leonardo DiCaprio as the businessman. Come on. Like and Gilbert Grape. Gilbert Grape Leo. Yeah, is, what's eating Gilbert? The, yeah, Gil- <laughs> this old, is... Little old Gilbert on the skateboard. Uh, Inception Leo is the businessman. Leonardo DiCaprio in Benjamin Button as the grandma. <laughs> which i know okay. is brad pitt and then leonardo dicaprio as both of these women that happen to look the same and obviously the director is m night Shyamalan. i don't know if i should be complimented by that or insulted by that i think that's a great cast a let me pitch you my cast b the old woman is betty white of course. The businessman is is Christopher Walken. Oh, okay. But he's yeah. old now. He's really well, old. Well, they would they would de-age him, sort of like a Robert De Niro in that one Netflix movie. Is this like a CGI thing? Like they put them in those motion capture balls in 
they move around and they do like a CGI version of themselves, like Avatar, to make Christopher Walken younger. Yeah, he's wearing a mocap suit, and then they they <laughs> use special effects to make him look and a green screen, and they make special effects to make him look younger. True. Um, the two girls are played by Zoe Deschanel. <laughs> yes. And Katy Perry. They're the same person. Have you ever Let's seen? See. Here's a here's a question for you. Have you ever seen Zoe Deschanel? And Katy Perry in the same place. They're the same person. They are. No, the same you haven't, because they're them. the same person. This will be interesting. It's like they're doing a Hannah Montana life, but for real. Ooh, Miley. On oh. the teenager on the skateboard. I've got a perfect casting. Timothy <laughs> Chalamet. I don't know who that is. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, you know Timothy Chalamet. <laughs> it's Tim- like T I M O T H E E. Is he from Little Women? <laughs> I think so, yeah. Oh, he's so wonderful, but he's too old. You need like a, a child. Blue Ivy, Beyonce's daughter, could be probably old enough at this point because quarantine's been pretty long. Yeah, I need my Blue Ivy update. I haven't, I haven't heard it in a while. Blue Ivy. And I think the Blue Ivy character is probably... Is Jaden Smith too old? Yes, probably. <laughs> She's probably like a TikTok star. Everybody's a TikTok star. He hasn't star. done much since that... Uh... Since the new Karate Kid movie that came out in like 2012. <laughs> that, yeah, no, he's probably very old now. What do you What do you feel the theme is for your story? After dissecting it a little bit, what kind of thing jumps out at you? Why is this a, Why is this literature that should be celebrated in our schools? Let me know if I'm overstepping. This to me feels like a tale that might be featured on the Twilight Zone. Okay. Yes. Where it's a normal ordinary situation but then some strange twist sort of makes things complicated maybe if they were a modern collection of sort of short horror stories that that might be one on there yeah i think maybe all of our stories so far could be a twilight zone episode each <laughs> <laughs> so well when i think of the twilight zone i think of the eye of the beholder episode where we discover this woman is still hideous but she's really beautiful and everybody else is like has like a pig face but that one kind of talks about beauty you know and beauty standards what is the main lesson that we can learn from here the bus stop this story is a meditation on how we live our daily lives yeah how everybody sort of cruises from place to place myself included on an autopilot and i think that this story is a great inspiration to encourage you to try to diversify your experiences and to try to find the best you know the twilight zone episode where there's like a guy getting on a train yeah, and oh like, yeah, certainly. Next stop, Pleasantville. And he's like, uh, Pleasantville. You're about to find out that Pleasantville is not very pleasant or very he, simple at all. Yeah, and at the end he like gets off and it's like <laughs> that he's actually jumped off the train. I think this is sort of like that. Here we have five very normal citizens of Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> and they wait on a bus. Little do they know that their life is going to be turned around. We meet our five <laughs> citizens in anywhere USA. At any normal bus stop in the United States. They're stuck in a habit of being on their phones, but they're about to find out that the world is going to be turned over on its side. Watch as the Twilight Zone continues. Then he smokes a cigarette. <laughs> he 
he's just pounding that cigarette. Yeah. He just takes a big <laughs> <He> goes, <laughs> And that's why his voice sounds that way. <laughs> the entire oh, time wow. he's talking, and he's smoke sort of pouring out of his <laughs> He's coughing the whole time while he's smoking. We made our five protect- <laughs> protagonists. <laughs> Yeah, everyone's like watching him as he's saying it because he's clearly in the story. He's the sixth character. <laughs> he's on the edge of the frame. Everybody turns around to look at him when he starts. Co- he coughs for a long time. 30 seconds of uninterrupted coughing from this man. And everybody's just kind of watching him like a little concerned. Like, I don't know if they should go and help him. And then he's like, got to catch his breath. So it's another joking. 30 seconds of silence. Maybe this whole thing is just a commercial for stop smoking or stop vaping <laughs> oh yeah you know what if this were because this is modern day twilight zone he would definitely be vaping and this <laughs> one, he wouldn't be smoking a cigarette he'd take a big whiff of that <laughs> a big whiff cotton. of that vape he's got like the custom rig that looks like a like a lightsaber oh my gosh that's beautiful i think your story is really well written well created and i've learned a little bit about maybe breaking those weird standards we have of being lonely when we're in a group of people we need to just interact with each other a bit more and another i think interesting thing you could glean from this is you know you see uh the old lady everybody just kind of dismisses her out of hand right she's not contributing to the conversation sure. any time until the very end and until she tips her hand that she's sort of been in on it the whole time maybe if she had been engaged with sooner <laughs> if if people had actually confronted her and, and asked her they probably would have figured out what was going on maybe a little bit sooner before the the bus pulled up I'd so like i guess what add... i'm saying is yeah they looked at that book and they just kind of judged it just looking at the cover okay well i'm gonna take another perspective and say that everyone is putting betty white on this high horse all of this could have been avoided if she just opened her mouth she could have said you know what, it's okay, the bus is going to be here soon. We're going to be in a box pretty soon. But no one freak out, I've seen this before. She was very selfish in the way she dealt with the situation. I think an interesting read on that is like, maybe the first time she went through the loop, she went, everybody, everybody, listen up. This <laughs> no. crazy thing just happened. We're, we're stuck in a loop. Everybody, we're stuck in a loop. She's no, screaming. She's, she's grabbing people, shaking them by the lapels, and everybody panics and thinks maybe it didn't go that well. And so she's gone through it just so many times that she's just in it for the ride. It goes down exactly the same way every time, <laughs> and she just tunes it out. So another successful story. Another deep dive into the limits of what storytelling is capable of. So you've got something to say to us, audience? You want a piece of us? Send a DM to us. Send a direct message to us. And maybe we'll answer you directly there or we'll talk about it in a future episode. Beautiful episode, IMO, my opinion. Wonderful. Thank you so much for listening to Story Boys. And remember, speak up. How's that? Put Get off your phones. Smile to smile. <laughs> okay. All right, goodbye. Goodbye, we love you.